Welcome to the journey of uncovering who you are meant to be. I'm Rachel Weaver, your jack-of-all-trades manifesting generator that will light the way. In this space, we'll explore what authenticity means so that you can wake up every single day saying, oh my God, I love who I am. Buckle up, my friends, because we're in for a wild ride as we decondition what the world has told us to be so that our soul can rest in who we're meant to be. Your soul has a message for the world, and this is where we find the gold and let her shine bright. You're in the right place if you want to build a business on the foundation of your authentic self. Let's go be you, babe. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Be You Babe podcast. Today, I'm so excited. Angela is here, and Angela and I have oh, just a connection that... Um, is rare, but I think it's becoming more and more common, but it is rare to find those people that you feel so connected to in a heartbeat. I think when we first met Angela, I was on your podcast, but we literally Mm -hmm. talked every single day on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, you're going to hate me for this. Like, you're going to just stop bothering me. I couldn't help it. I just wanted to connect and talk with you. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh my God, she's going to think I'm so annoying. It's it's exactly the feeling, exactly the feeling when you meet like some cute guy and you're like, you're wanting to like hope that he likes you kind of thing. And then you don't want to be annoying. So you're like, but you're like waiting for that next text kind of deal. It was exactly the same thing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I would like wake up and be like, did Angela text me back? (laughs) So true, so true. But I I just love the energy that you put out there, the things that you've done, um, the things that you're creating and the vision that you hold uh, is truly, truly inspiring. And I love being a part of your vision and being a part of your life and sisterhood and all of that. But today- uh, And likewise, I I, so big. <laughs> um, I really- we wanted to talk about this idea of community and how we're kind of trained to do things on our own, to be super independent. What is your experience with like independence and doing it on your own versus the community and being in community? Yeah. You know, it's a great question because it, you know, there's the kind of the experience that I've I've had over years of being an entrepreneur because I've, I've been self-employed pretty much my entire adult life. And then there's also an understanding of like where that experience came from. Why Mm. have I gotten to this point? Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that my experience of being independent has been something that I just don't know that I knew another way of being. Right. Um, I don't think that I knew another way or understood that there could be another way or that it seemed like that happened for some people. And I thought Mm. it was awesome. You know, you'd see these people that were like, had these little groups of friends and I'm like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. I want to be a part of a group like that. But it was like, Mm. they'd had that group for like some time. And it was like, I couldn't be part of it. Cause it was like, you were intruding somehow, you Mm -hmm. know, you couldn't just become part of this group because they'd already been a group. Yeah. And And shared history together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so it was like this, this weird experience of feeling like an outsider all the time. But if I think 
back on that, I can go back into all the childhood experiences where it's like, you know, my parents were divorced when I was five. And from then on out, I never went to the same school until I hit sixth grade where I started going to the same school with the same kids. So all through elementary school, there was this, I was always the new kid, you know? And like in fifth grade, I went to five different schools just in fifth grade, you know? And one school I went to twice. So (laughs) like I was changing the school every couple of months, you know, it was ridiculous. And so it was like, I don't, I think I was always that outsider. I always felt like an outsider. Mm -hmm. And so I just came to a space of saying, I can only rely on me. I can only depend on me. I couldn't depend on my parents. They didn't understand me. Not that they were bad. They just, they didn't understand me. Mm -hmm. Um, If I connected with someone at a school, it was like, well, you're going to have to leave and then you won't have them anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? So there was that feeling of why bother? Mm -hmm. Why try? Mm -hmm. And so I just became this, this very independent person. And so when it came to, um, working, I started working when I was 14 in commission-based sales at the mall. And I, even then it was like, I, it was competitive as an environment with the other people that work there. Cause you're all salespeople, you know, it's kind of like when you walk in the door of a car sales place or a furniture store and it's everybody's like, like flies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is like that. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you had, I worked in that environment. So again, it was very independent. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you know, say, oh, can you grab me that pair of jeans over there? No, they tried to take your customer, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, know like, you had to do your thing for yourself. And then I got right into real estate, right? When I was 19 years old, again, very competitive environment. Yeah. So it was always this feeling of, I have to do it myself. I have to be independent. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, I realized that I really didn't like that. And I really wanted to feel like I had support and I had people who cared Mm. and I wanted to feel like I mattered to people and mattered more than, you know, just a client that was paying me, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I had a job to do. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel like I mattered. And I think that this was something that, you know, it really was missing from my personal life. Mm. And it extended into my business life because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I can totally see why you wanted to be independent or why, I mean, it was the safest Mm -hmm. thing to be independent, right? You didn't. The safest. Exactly. Nobody's going to hurt you. Nobody's going to um, tell you that you don't matter or that, you know, your, your voice doesn't matter or whatever, you know, just Mm -hmm. bullying in lots of different ways. Like none of that was going to happen. And you yep. could prove to yourself and to everybody else out there yep. how important you actually are. Yep. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you just don't know. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah. And the competitiveness. Oh, that's yeah. just, yeah. It just breeds more being, you have to only rely on yourself. You can't because everyone's yeah. your competition. Like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not a competitive person at all. And I'm not money motivated at all. So to work in commission-based sales for so long was such a a foreign concept for me. 
but it was also my way of saying, I don't have to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And somebody else is not going to put a a dollar sign on my worth. And so even though I'm not money motivated or competitive, that I felt was the only space for me to be myself, be independent and create my own schedule and, and not have to rely on anybody else Mm. again with the safety. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like that fierce independence influenced who you are at a core Mm. or a deeper level? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think it was more of, I don't want other people to feel the way I feel. Mm. I don't want other people to go through what I went through. Right. And so it's this feeling of, I felt like there was nowhere where I was safe unless I was in my little bubble, my own cocoon, you know? And then I knew, okay, I can, I can be safe here. It's kind of like, um, you know, like the, the old West days where like you'd see like in the old West movies and Mm -hmm. there's like a woman and she's in the cabin all by herself. And all the people are like surrounding the cabin and she's like got a whole hole in the cabin with the little shotgun pointed out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's like this. You know, like I feel like that has always been me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like I didn't want anybody else to feel that way. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, what can I do to help other people through this experience? And so the more I understood my own experience. Yeah. the more I was able to, to use that mm-hmm. to go out there and help support other people that felt like this, if they venture out at all, they are yeah. now unsafe yeah. and now they're vulnerable and now they're going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, it's just not the case. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not the truth. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a story that a story has kept mm-hmm. us safe up until this point, but yep. now, now mm-hmm. it's holding, it's holding you back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it hinders your growth. Yeah, It hinders your growth. Yeah. You can yeah. only go so far without, you know, making yourself uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And while we don't want to make ourselves uncomfortable, <laughs> it's the only way to actually start to expand beyond those stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like I've always been very independent, but mm-hmm. I think it's more out of I wanted to do it differently. I didn't like Mm -hmm. what I saw the way everyone else was doing it. So I'm going to do it my way. And there was no, Mm -hmm. no one's there saying, okay, like, let's figure this out. You can do it differently. Let's figure it out together. It was like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're going outside the box. Mm -hmm. Don't go outside the box. I'm like, no, I have to go outside the box and be by myself and figure it out for myself. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And still, like, I still think even being outside the box feels unsafe, but being inside the mm-hmm. box also feels unsafe, feels like, yeah. constrictive. And um, mm-hmm. so it's being okay with like, okay, is there community outside of the box? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of people like us that are kind of hanging out in the corrugated little holes in between the cardboard <laughs> going, I don't want to be in the box, but I don't want to be out of the box. I'm just going to stay here in the little corrugated yeah. section. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to be outside the box, but I'm not too far outside the box. 
but nobody like I'm just out there by myself I don't know scary yeah um what has community meant for you now like in this in this phase now that we have our four the four of Mm -hmm. us together in the collective yeah how has things shifted for you it's it's shifted tremendously because I I don't feel like I've ever been able to really truly fully be myself in every way, shape, and form mm-hmm. and be accepted, mm-hmm. completely accepted, yeah. and then honored for that. Mm. Like that's huge. And I've yeah. I never felt like that before. I mean, honestly, it's like you know, I mean, I've been a coach for 20 years. I can get on a, a call with a client and it, they start crying, which happens all the time, all the time. Yeah. And, and, and then I want to cry because they're crying, yeah. you know? And then I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't let them see me cry. <laughs> you can't see me cry. You You're know? supposed to be, and I have to be all stoic. <laughs> yeah. I have to be all stoic and suck it all in and be like, <gasps> you know, yeah. and you know, and so I just, I, I never would let myself cry in front of anyone. Yeah. And, you know, it, it again, you know, this stuff comes from childhood. My mother always told me that, you know, every time I cried, cause I cried a lot, I'm very emotional, you know, and I, I express my emotions very openly. I did as a kid. My emotional manifesting generator son, very expressive. Yeah. Absolutely. And so my mom would say, well, you're emotionally weak. Mm. And she wouldn't say it when I was crying. She would say it matter of factly as she was, you know, telling a story about something else. And I'd say, well, you know, have you ever thought about, she goes, oh no, I don't do things like that. I'm emotionally strong. You're weak. And I'm like, Mm. what, why am I weak? You know, why are you strong? Why am I weak? She goes, you cry all the time. I never cry. (sighs) And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> it doesn't sound right to me <laughs> because in her mind, her mm-hmm. emotional strength was denying all of her emotions and mm-hmm. not allowing them to mm-hmm. penetrate her, her wall, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my way of handling my emotions was to feel them intensely so mm-hmm. that they would go away, mm-hmm. you know, like if I yep. feel them, I can move through them and yep. then I'm on the other side of it and I feel better. Yeah. And her way is like, they're just going to build up on the outside. And I'm going to never look at them. And like, she still does this, you know, she's in her seventies and she still does this, but it's like, it, I, I had to realize that that was the reverse, you know? Right. And what was interesting is that when I started working with coaches myself and I had coaches and I would do the same thing, I would not cry. I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm weak. I can't, mm-hmm. can't let that happen. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I had one coach that just broke that barrier and there was no yeah. way I could not cry. And I was like ugly crying in front of her, ugly crying on a Zoom call going, oh my God, I don't know that, you know, yeah. and, uh, and she's like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You can cry. It's all right. You yeah. got to let this out. And I'm yeah. like, well, of course I have to let this out. I always let this out when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. not in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And so this, this experience that I've had now being in the, in this group has shifted everything because mm-hmm. I have no, no issue with crying. Like I can just 
pull up the WhatsApp chat and just start crying all the all over the place on that thing and y'all listen to me and then y'all are sending me messages back crying and I'm like I love them so much <laughs> you know yeah. and it's such an amazing feeling and mm-hmm. I just I never had that before and and it has affected me in so many ways where um I don't question myself the way I was before I don't I don't have the self-doubt that I had before. I don't have the need to prove myself the way that I did before. Yeah. And it, yeah. I just feel like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not learning something because I need to prove myself. Yeah. I'm learning or feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. learning something. So I'm like, that's cool. I want to learn more about that. Yeah. yeah. And it has no other purpose beyond that. It's just, I want to know this. And, and so it's like, it's shifted everything. It's like, I'm thinking now, like with the different things that I'm doing in my business and and my husband and I were talking uh, yesterday about different projects that we want to start doing in different phases of our, of our lives. And, and um, I'm like, I love who we are, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for like our group. Like mm-hmm. I, I've changed tremendously just in this short period of time. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So agreed. I feel like it gives you space to be that authentic self. Right. So, and you, people mm-hmm. talk about that all the time, but what does that even mean? It means that you're able to yeah. show up in your mess, in your like mm-hmm. doubt, in your fear, in your mess, in Perfect. your mess, yeah. in your mess mm-hmm. and you're loved, you're mm-hmm. supported your mm-hmm. um we're there to hold your hand and let you cry if that's what you need yeah. to do and then we're saying okay mm-hmm. you can get up now and you can still do the thing you don't have to yeah. let that mess define who you are or what you're doing mm-hmm. and that's what it's yeah. done for me is it's allowed mm-hmm. me to just like i i can be so in my head and so mm-hmm. doubtful and fearful um mm-hmm. and I don't even always have to share the doubts and the fears. I sometimes do, but I don't sometimes just being in your guys' presence and feeling your energy and your excitement and your love and all of that, like all the yummy juiciness that feels like (laughs) happens when we come together. That's enough to make me go, what am I worrying about? Nothing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Um, And I feel like this is some, this, space is missing in the online world. It's, it's Mm -hmm. missing because I mean, there's, there's masterminds, right. Mm -hmm. Where you come together with a group of people. Um, but it's short period. It's not the depth that I feel like we get. And then we get really, really quick, right. Cause we're, we're coming together more out of the need for a community and a space to be ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> you're listening on the podcast my son just like noticed he was on film and like ducked <laughs> oh. um but it's a space for community a space to truly show up as yourself in your mess and know that you can do anything doesn't matter yeah. what that mess looks like. You can still do the thing. You can still achieve the vision and the dream yeah. with that support. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's done for and me. I totally agree. And you know, the other part too is that, you know, I would always have like different groups of people that I was around. Mm-hmm. And depending on the group as to how I behaved, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you could right? be. Yeah. Um, like you'd have some people where you could say anything, use any yeah. bad word. And they were like, cool. I love you. And other people where it was like, if you said one word that was yeah. like, not, you know, on the border of maybe not so great. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh God, like, who yeah. are you? Who are you? You know? Yeah. Like, I can't believe and, you just said and, that. Yeah. Yes. And then it was like, then you have like your professional people and then you have like your spiritual people and it's like all these different groups. And I would feel like I'd always have to show up as a fraction of myself Mm -hmm. with each group. You know, I could only be a fraction of myself. I couldn't be all of me. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing that I've noticed is that I can be all of me, all of me, a hundred percent and, and not have to fractionize myself or divide myself in any way, in any way, you know, and then this way, it's like, I can say, oh my gosh, I had this crazy dream last night, or I just got this huge download, or, you know, I hear my guide saying this to me and y'all are like, cool. Yeah. Like, ew, you're a weirdo. She talks like (laughs) that makes me feel uncomfortable, right? Like we are, yeah, just accepting of exactly who you are and where you are. Like that's exactly that's all I ever want. I just want somebody to accept Mm -hmm. me and see me right as I am. And Mm -hmm. that's what we extend to everyone in the group. Um Yeah. 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 Hold that thought. And just understanding, I think, how you show up in a container um, based on who's in that container, right? You could be, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it changes. You're right. It changes depending on if it's a spiritual group, if it's um, if it's like business strategy, like you change how you show up mm-hmm. in that container. Yeah. And I think when the moment that you do that, the moment that you change how you're showing up is the moment that you are out of alignment and not congruent with what you truly desire. You're going to mm-hmm. change some some part of you in order to fit into the box and be liked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, we all want to be liked. We all want that like feeling of um what's the word I'm looking for? Um like you want to be in the group. We need that for survival, right? To be in the group and accepted. Mm-hmm. There's the word accepted. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But I think as soon as you change just to feel fit, like you're fitting in, you're, mm-hmm. it, it changes every, it, it's change, you're going to get something different out of that container than what you could yeah. have gotten out of it had you yeah. shown up fully as yourself. Yeah. You know, this is interesting because it's reminding me of individual personal relationships and how, like, I'll give you an example. This is one that's coming to my head is that with my first husband, Mm -hmm. that uh, me being myself made him so uncomfortable, you know, that it's like, when I met him, I was 18, and he was 27. So he's nine years older than me. Mm -hmm. And when I was 19, like we bought a house. And I was like, Oh, my God, I love that whole process. So I started, you know, getting my real estate license. And 
I was like, we were fixing up the house and I was like, that was so much fun. I want to do that again. So I was like, let's rent this house out and buy another one. He's like, we just bought this like less than a year ago. You want to move? I'm like, yeah, I want to do it again. It was so much fun. Let's do it again. And he's like, okay, you know? And then, so I, I like handled everything and we did it again. Mm-hmm. And then we did it again. And mm-hmm. he was becoming so stressed out and I didn't even notice because yeah. I was so excited about everything I was doing and building. And I was like, oh my God, it's like monopoly in real life, you know? And then he's <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, you can't collect houses. And I'm like, why, why not? not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? He was so uncomfortable with it. And I realized mm-hmm. if I was going to create any sort of happiness in that relationship, yeah. I had to stop being myself. Mm-hmm. I had to move backwards in mm-hmm. order to keep him in balance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but then I'm going to be out of balance. Mm-hmm. And that's what I realized, like the relationship wasn't working. I mean, there were a lot more things beyond it, you know, that weren't working, but that was like the biggest identity shift that I yeah. noticed yeah. in the relationship. Whereas like with, with Joe and Joe and I have been together for 13 years. It's like, you know, he and I are so much on the same page with things mm-hmm. that I can be fully myself. And even though he's nothing like me at all, like he thinks all my spiritual stuff, he's like, whatever your hoodoo voodoo, whatever, I don't give a crap, you know, whatever. Right. (laughs) He doesn't care, but he accepts it about me. He totally accepts it. And even when we go to buy something, he's like, so what are your, what do your people say about this? You got your pendulum with you? What do your people say? (laughs) (laughs) He understands none of it, but he still asks, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. when I'm like, Hey, let's do this. Let's, let's buy this house. Let's fix and flip. Let's do this or let's do that. Mm. And I'm like, want to venture into all these different projects and investments. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And he's so there with me. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have to fractionize myself with him. Mm-hmm. Like I can be fully myself. And even though he doesn't identify with all of it, he mm-hmm. accepts that it's all part of me. Yeah. You know? And I think and that's and actually, awesome. oh, I mean, to have a partner like that, I think is, is beautiful and not something that everybody has. And I think the thing that I've noticed with other women in relationship is that mm-hmm. if you start to feel like if you're you entered the relationship, not being fully yourself, or mm-hmm. maybe yourself is changing, there's a fear that mm-hmm. your relationship will change, whether that's with your partner, with yeah. friends, you're going to mm-hmm. lose friends if you're somehow yourself, you're going to like mm-hmm. mess things up with your parents or siblings, mm-hmm. or that somehow being yourself is going to destroy the relationships that you mm-hmm. have. And yeah. that's scary. Like that's, it, I mean, is. it is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I can, I mean, I met my husband when I was, I was, I think it was 19 too. We didn't start dating until I was 21 mm-hmm. um, and got married at 24 and 25. We were mm-hmm. young, 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 mm-hmm. but we've grown with each other. And the more that I yes. am myself, like mm-hmm. he even told me, he's like, you are not the same person we, oh, yeah. <laughs> who you were when you got married. My husband I was like, says the same thing. That's kind of the point, right? Like that's a good thing, right? Like you make it sound a little bit like it's not. <laughs> he's like, no, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you do like there was definitely a fear in me that if I was my true woo woo and totally let like let mm-hmm. that out of the box that somehow the relationship would fall apart and mm-hmm. you have to step in faith and I think having a space like the collective to be yourself and to have yeah. that support allows you to go okay I can do it in other places too right mm-hmm. yeah 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 I can't talk about this stuff to him because he's just like rolls his eyes and like whatever you know yeah (laughs) he's he's not like super supportive around it he just accepts that it's part of me and I'm weird you know Mm -hmm. like that's yeah that's his concept of it you know and he's like that's okay she's a little weird that's all right I still love her you know but it's like (laughs) with yeah but with you guys it's like he lets me evolve in whatever direction I want. Right. And that's great. But he doesn't understand it. He doesn't even really understand what I do like Mm -hmm. in my career. He doesn't really Mm -hmm. get that either. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, he just accepts me and honors it. And it's like, that's cool. You be you. And that's fine. I'm going to be me. And we're going to do that side by side. Mm -hmm. But with you guys, it's like, I can be my full self and have intellectual conversations around it, you know, and you get it and you understand it. It. Totally. And and that's really awesome. And you know, one of the things that I love about our group too is that, you know, it's not like we're all the same age or we're all the same demographic. We're not. Yeah. You know, we're all over the place. And it's like, you know, you and I are moms, and there's some yeah. other moms in the group, but there's also people in the group that have chosen to not have children, yeah. you yeah. know? And yeah. like that's been a conscious decision that they made. They don't want kids. They think it's like an icky thing. And it's like that's okay, you know? Yeah. And they totally yeah. honor our decision to be parents. And yeah. we totally honor their decision to not be parents. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I just it's like I love that because I feel like, you know, my concept of what being in a group meant mm-hmm. was that I had to deal with everybody else's crap. There was going to be mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. and it just felt heavy and mm-hmm. energy draining yeah. and like not something I wanted to be a part of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as we, we created this and we formed it and then it's like, Oh wait, you mean it doesn't have to be like that? Mm-hmm. There, there's no drama. really like none none like a group of women and no drama and it's like no there isn't and it's like that can't be right (laughs) but it is yeah and it's just it's really challenged a lot of the stories that Mm -hmm. I've created around what it means Mm. to be supported by other people what it means to Mm. be part of a group Mm -hmm. you know that Mm -hmm. it's not like mean girls (laughs) it's not like that but that's my concept because I watch too many high school movies. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like well, that's what it's going to be. It's also not like people going, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" Like looking at you, like you're crazy if you make a decision, or exactly. um, or like, "Oh, I can't believe I I could never do that." Like blah, 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 you know, and yeah. almost making you no. feel like you're crazy for doing what you're doing. Um, exactly. That's the experience I've had with most people is like, I tell them what I do or that I'm going to homeschool the kids or things like that. Yeah. And they're like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could never do that. I could never do that. I'm like, I'm not asking you to, what does it have to do mm-hmm. with my decision? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And then I say something to, or we say something to the group and it's just like, oh, wow, like tell us more, tell us mm-hmm. more. It's like, tell us. 
Yeah. It's not just about the decision. It's everything behind the decision and who you're in that decision. And that's what they Mm -hmm. care about. And I think that's what's really special. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and I think that that's really, um, an interesting piece that, that the four of us creating Mm -hmm. this group have created is that we, we balance each other so well that it's like the four of us come together and it's like, there's this new energy that's created mm-hmm. from the four of us where mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, like, you know, me, you and Claire will have like this concept or this idea. And we're like, yes, and we're like so excited about it. it. means like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask you a few questions first. Wait. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then she comes up with this stuff and we're like, huh, I didn't even think about that. That's a good and then it's like, yeah, but then she, it's like, it becomes a stronger concept Yeah, because yeah. she, yeah. she brings like the, this groundedness to it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that allows us to really help it materialize, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that we just get excited and then, you know, <laughs> just like run off the like half cocked, right? And she like makes sure like everything's all settled and balanced and it's like mm-hmm. and then it, it, it's actually gonna work, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's this it, it's another part I think of being part of a group where you have these different energies and in in I think in in my past especially different energies meant conflict. Mm. and mm-hmm. now where I see that different energies mean balance yeah and yeah. that that has been incredible very mm-hmm. incredible and just to be part of that to witness it to experience it mm-hmm. it's just been amazing yeah totally agree let's talk about the retreat really quick and um, okay so we have a five-day retreat it's very similar mm-hmm. to the challenge but I think it is really retreat. It's a mm-hmm. space to, and if you've never been on retreat, it's a space to go inward, to really check in with yourself and make sure that what you're doing is actually in alignment with number one, who you are and number two, where mm-hmm. you want to go. Right. And yeah. if it's not, how do you adjust the sales? Yeah. Yeah. How do yeah. you adjust? And yeah. and I think too, that, you know, sometimes we're in transition and we don't even know it. You know, it's like sometimes things just feel weird or off or all of a sudden it's like, you're just flowing away, doing the same thing you've always done. And all of a sudden it stops working. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. What happened? Like I I did the same thing. Why is it? It used to work. Why is it not working now? Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that we're in transition and it's like, we're being directed, guided towards something new. Mm -hmm. And it, what was working is no longer working because we're meant to turn away from that and into something else or we're meant to rework it somehow and mm-hmm. and we don't even understand it and all of a sudden it's like if we're not part of a group that is like oh I experienced this and this is what happened yeah. you know it's like yeah. we don't we don't hear any other possibilities all we hear is the negative stories in our own head just saying you're a mess. It's not working because you're not working. You're a problem. Like all these horrible things that we come up with. And, you know, that's one of the things that I love about, you know, being just in the retreat space is Mm -hmm. being around other people who are experiencing a lot of the same things, you know, Yeah. and we're able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it does just like you were saying before about 
you're like, wait a minute, what was I worried about? Nothing. You know, we just were able to shift like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's that greater perspective. It's the, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can go to someone and say, I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm doubting myself. And they look at you like, mm-hmm. why? You're an amazing mm-hmm. person. Like you do all these things and you're, you do yeah. this, this, and this. And we're, and then you're like, yeah. oh, you're right. I do. Why am I doubting myself? <laughs> yeah so it's good to be in a retreat space where it's like there's space being held for you Mm -hmm. to experience whatever it is that you need to experience to get from where you are to where you want to be yeah 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 it's perspective and oh so good Mm -hmm. (sighs) anything else that you feel needs to be said about the, either the retreats or the collective? Yeah. So I'll say that um, the retreat that we're doing is five days. So we're going to run it Monday through Friday and mm-hmm. we're doing it. Um, I think it's August 29th to September 2nd. It's that Monday yep. through Friday right there, that last week of August into the first week of September. And uh, we're going to do one live call a day for about an hour. Um, but there'll be something to ground yourself in breathing every morning as a recording that you'll receive the day before. So you can do it in your time zone in your morning. Uh, Cause we're all in different time zones. And then uh, in the evening where you can do some journaling and just processing and, and kind of breaking down the things that you've been experiencing and learning as you're going through that, that retreat week. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll say, I mean, that that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing it. And we're all bringing a, piece of ourselves to the table. So, um, you know, like Rachel, your human design and messaging and, uh, Mina does the hypnotherapy, uh, rapid transformational hypnotherapy. Claire is all about the ancient woman's wisdom and really tuning into ourselves and self-care. And, and I'm all about productivity and efficiency and mm-hmm. balance, you know, not hustling to do that, but to find your balance in it, you know, yeah. find yeah. a life that you really want to live and say, Oh, I can take this and make it mine. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, we're all bringing this little piece to the table and the thing that we all have in common, not just the four of us, but the other people in, in the collective with us that we're, we're all women. We're all entrepreneurs in some way, shape or form running our own business, doing our own thing. Yep. And we are, you know, we come from different walks of life. We're di- different stages in life, um, but it's a place to come together and you're just be yourself and be accepted and yeah. honor the journey that we're all on. And so, yeah, and we're all, we all line up along that little woo principle. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, that feels good, but you know, you don't have to be deep into that. It's just like, Hey, if you're open to that, great. Cause we kind of talk in that, in that direction. You know, we look at the deeper meaning behind things. Yeah. Like for instance, I came home yesterday from a camping trip up in the mountains. And the first thing I saw on the floor was a pile of dog hair that was shaped in a perfect a, What? and so Total. I could show you a picture of it. It's so crazy. Um, I took a picture of it because I'm like, oh my God, there's dog hair. It's like an unmistakable A, very clear A in dog hair on the floor. And both of the dogs were with us while we were gone. So it accumulated sometime while we were 
in, in having the house empty. I don't know. So it was just this odd little thing. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like I'm being welcomed home. <laughs> With dog hair of all things. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. All of the little signs like that, right? <laughs> like all the little th- yes. ways that you know that you're on the right path that you know mm-hmm. that this is exactly just keep going just keep yeah. going yeah yeah so yeah. we we tend to talk in that direction so if that sounds good you're open to that um yeah you know we we're here to support you we're here to help help you guys grow and and get you into that space that you really want to be in and and I, I will say too I've been in a lot of groups and programs and retreats and things like that and the people leading it are always like feel like they're on the outside somehow Mm, it's like yeah they're there they're up here and everybody else is down here and what I love about our group is that we're right there with you yeah we are right there with you we will talk we will cry we will do all the things and we share just as if we are members because we are and so we may be the ones leading the collective but we're also members of the collective yeah and we're going to be participating in this retreat right there with you as a member mm-hmm. not just as one of the guides in yeah. the retreat so I really like that about us I me really too, do too. me too <laughs> like it's yeah it I think it gives such a different feeling to the space again it's not like yeah someone's trying to bestow their wisdom on you. It's no, Mm -hmm. we're all facing challenges. We all have our own shit that we're walking through and it's everyone's perspective. Everyone's holding you Mm -hmm. as you walk through it and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And everybody has a chance to share what they know, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Everybody has a chance to share what they know because we, while we, we are all struggling in some way, shape or form at some point, we also all have wisdom that we've accumulated mm-hmm. along our journeys and, yeah. and we share that. Yeah. And it's not just us. It's all the members. Everybody. We're all there. We all mm-hmm. have wisdom to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, Angela. I'm going to put all your mm-hmm. contact deets in the show okay. notes. Um, and as well, obviously for the um, retreat and the collective, yep. it'll all be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. If you're curious, um, but thank you so much, Angela. Thanks for putting up with my kid and the thunderstorm. I'm not sure you can hear that. That's been happening too. Not at all. It's been fun. Wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Oh, thanks guys for listening. We'll talk soon. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? If you enjoyed this, and please share it with your friends, write a review. It helps to get the word out. And if you want to dive in deeper to what authentic copy and messaging is for you, then please visit rachelweaver.com where there's guides and templates and more options for one-on-one copywriting, all specific to you and your energy. I thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Be you, babe.